grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Welcome to our podcast, To Be a Christian, the Anglican Catechism in a Year, where we are learning what it means to be a Christian and the essentials for our Christian faith and lives. Each day we are reading one catechism question, the appointed scripture lessons, and concluding with a relevant collect from the Book of Common Prayer. If you would like to buy or download To Be a Christian, the official catechism of the Anglican Church in North America, head to anglicanchurch.net slash catechism. As always, we encourage you to reflect on the catechism question and answer as we hear from the Holy Scripture readings and search for points of insight, deeper truth, and meaning for our lives. This is day 147, and we are studying the sacrament of marriage. Yesterday we answered, what is marriage? Today we are on question 147, what is signified in marriage? Our readings today are from Song of Solomon, chapter 8, Isaiah 54, 1 Corinthians 7, Ephesians chapter 5, and Revelation chapters 19 and 21. Today we will conclude with prayer 109 for watchfulness. What is signified in marriage? The union of husband and wife in one flesh signifies the communion between Christ, the heavenly bridegroom, and the church, his holy bride. Not all are called or able to marry, but all Christians are joined to Christ as members of his body. Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verses 6 through 7. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death, jealousy is fierce as the grave, it flashes are flashes of fire, and the very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man offered for love all the wealth of his house, he would be utterly despised. Isaiah chapter 54, verses 4 through 8. Fear not, for you would not be ashamed. Be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced. For you will not forget the shame of your youth. In the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your Maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. The God of the whole earth he is called. For the Lord has called you like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit, like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. For a brief moment I deserted you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In overflowing anger for a moment I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 6-11 through 11. Now as a concession, not a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single, as I am, but if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband, But if she does, she should remain unmarried, or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 33. 
Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Revelation chapter 19 verses 6 through 10 and chapter 21 verses 1 through 4. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Lord Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Question 147. What is signified in marriage? The union of husband and wife in one flesh signifies the communion between Christ, the heavenly bridegroom, and the church, his holy bride. Not all are called or able to marry, but all Christians are joined to Christ as members of his body. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.